This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. This episode was produced with audio effects in full surround sound. For the best experience, we kindly recommend you listen with headphones. Hi, listeners. I'm Kirsten Lee, and I have a story I want to tell you. A story about a used computer that's harboring some leftover files. So gather round and listen. Close. I've said it a thousand times, our employees should not be allowed to buy their own computers. We should be issuing company-approved equipment, modern tech, not stuff built in the early 2000s. And I know what they're thinking. I know because I have a dad in his 60s with no PC know-how who thinks the exact same way. They think if they can buy some used, discounted old laptop, they can get by, saving a couple hundred bucks. Except they can't get by. The world doesn't run on Windows 98 anymore. Then, whenever their crap breaks, and it does break, what do they do? They turn to us, the computer geeks. They come to our offices like they've caught some rare disease looking for miracle tonic. Usually, it's a performance issue. Older computers weren't built to handle modern software. The example I keep giving is that it's like trying to pull a moving van with a horse. Maybe you can do it, but it's going to be a lot slower than what you're used to. But never mind logic. I tell them they need more RAM, and they shake their heads. No, no, they say. I just need you to get it working. Right. Working. I swear, some people look at IT the same way they look at sketchy auto repair shops. No, ma'am, we're not trying to sell you extra services, but your computer is literally on fire. And, you know, I guess it's a double-edged sword, because without clueless people asking their clueless questions, I'd be out of a job. But is this really all my computer science degree is good for? Ugh, just last week, I had someone call in and say that their cup holder was broken. Uh, cup holder? I asked. Yeah, they said so matter-of-factly. You know, you press a button and a cup holder pops out on the side? Like, come on. Hot take. If people need a license for a car, they should need one for a PC. But sure, there is a bit of satisfaction that comes with fixing someone else's stuff, and if it's an easy fix, the customer always turns out dazzled or amazed, if not a bit more humble. So I guess there's that. 
but it's when it's the same issue week after week that you almost want to return the cat that keeps pissing outside the litter box. Today's deviant is Jennifer Baker. Oh, Jennifer, how I will never forget you and the way your keyboard is always smudged in makeup. Please never change. I'd sorely miss my time scrubbing it clean with a disinfectant wipe. But look at this, a new computer? 2010 at least. It's a shame she didn't bring it in herself. How will I ever focus without her constant oversight? At least Jennifer taped a note to the clunky model left so unceremoniously on my desk. Molly, I bought a new desktop. Laptop but good effort. It has a virus and I can't open my programs. I bought it on eBay and can't return it, so please fix when you get the chance, thanks. Password is password to Jennifer. A virus, huh? Probably just some startup app dragging it down. I plug in the laptop and power it on. The screen stays black, but the onboard fans begin to whirl and whirl and whirl. Come on now, I'm not waiting all day. Ugh, finally. The computer wakes up to a lock screen. Cast in a jaundiced yellow glow, there appears a low-res background of an empty meadow. At the center of the screen, there's a strange logo beside what seems to be the name of the operating system. It spells A-M-B-R-O-S. Amber OS? What the hell is Amber OS? Is this like some Windows bootleg? It's not a Linux distribution, is it? I don't think I recognize the logo. It's like an orange swirl with a white, smaller swirl inside of it. Ugh. Jesus, Jennifer, you can't just pay for Windows 10 like a normal human? Whatever. I click sign in and a user profile appears. Above the login button, there's a default profile picture with the initials JB encapsulated by an orange circle. Password 2. Loading. Loading. Any minute now. <sighs> there we go. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, this is Jennifer's computer, all right. The desktop image didn't change, but now the empty yellow meadow is littered in a stack of files. Would it kill her to keep her desktop just a little organized? Like, seriously, she's got three copies of the same company spreadsheet on here. That and a thousand other apps. Facebook, eBay, World of... Wait. World of Warcraft. RuneScape? Since when did Jennifer the Technophobe start playing MMOs? Crap. Don't tell me she started working off some strange laptop without wiping it first. If she's putting socials on here... I start combing through the desktop for any evidence of a previous owner. Separate from Jennifer's own clutter, I find a dozen other games and programming tools. These definitely belong to someone else. Damn it. Well... I'm not risking anything here. Jennifer Baker is dangerous enough using her own computer, but using someone else's? Now that's just asking to get your info stolen. I'll have to back up whatever files she has, then wipe the laptop clean. At the bottom of the screen, there's the Amber taskbar. It's fairly limited, but has a search feature and four unnamed icons for files, settings, camera, and power. As I plug in an empty USB, the taskbar lights up with a fifth icon in the image of a disk. 
I click it and the empty flash drive appears on the desktop. I open the folder icon and after a short delay, a file manager pops up within a subdirectory for the username jbeach. Jbeach, huh? Like JB. Miss Jennifer Baker must have seen those initials on the lock screen and thought they were hers. But who's jbeach? The screen lay open to a folder filled with pictures. Not of Jennifer, but of some young man with dirty brown hair, a long face, and scruffy beard. Curiosity overcomes my better judgment as I briefly scroll through some stranger's memory. There's a picture of him outside a convention, Comic-Con if I had to guess, posing beside a cardboard cutout of Django Fett. There's another where he's at a bar, sharing drinks and half-yard pictures with a few other men, and another where he's smiling and holding a blue and white cake that reads in a cursive font, Happy birthday, Jeremy. So that's who you are. Jeremy Beach. Well, Jeremy, let's just hope you didn't leave anything behind that's going to cause me trouble. But judging by your pictures, I wouldn't think you would... Huh? What's this? Further down, the bright, smiling pictures reach a hard stop before rows of black squares. At first, they appear like images failing to load, but it almost looks like there's something there. I have to squint, just to barely make out the shape of... What the heck? The screen is suddenly blocked by an error message. System error, USB device is not recognized. Please remove external device. What do you mean, not recognized? I click OK and almost immediately the same message pops up. System error, USB device is not- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pull out the empty flash drive. Maybe it was bad? Going to grab another USB, I leave the laptop on my desk. Shortly after, I return to find that the screen is idle and dark. Though, I had to look closer before realizing that the desktop has changed. All of the folders and icons are gone, and the background image is different, pitch black, almost like the pictures I had just seen. It's hard for me to make out, but it looks like... someone's room? The image is all grayscale, kind of like a low-light snapshot from a night vision camera, and positioned from a higher angle. I think I can see a window, but it's either blacked out or night. There's a desk with a powered-off laptop and a bed. I think someone's in it. I catch a part of the image as it turns blurry then back to normal. That's when it hits me. This isn't an image. It's a video. I move my cursor and a transparent version of the amber toolbar appears. There's a red circle around the camera icon. Oh my god, is this video a live stream? I try closing out the app, but when I right-click the camera icon, nothing happens. There's nowhere to X out, so I try Alt-F4, Alt-Tab, Control-Alt-Delete, anything, but every time I punch in a command, nothing. I try to click on the power icon, but now even the cursor is frozen. Okay, I guess this calls for a hard reset. I hold down the power button for one second, two, I'm startled by another error message. System error, please do not attempt to- Whoa, whoa, wait, what? I didn't even have time to read the error before the computer suddenly 
I don't know what it did. It flashed and now it's back on the lock screen. My mouse works now. I stare at that glaring yellow screen marked with the words Amber OS. I hesitate, but click the login button. I just gotta get the files, then I'm wiping it clean. That's it, not wasting any time. Damn it, Jennifer, you think you could have warned me that every so often some stranger's bedroom pops up on your computer? (sighs) The desktop appears and it's normal, but the files, most of them are gone. The four that remain are grouped in the center, renamed and spell, please don't do that. Okay, now this, I, I'm done. I don't know what kind of crazy virus Jennifer got on her computer, but I'm giving up trying to save her files. I'm wiping this laptop now. In the Amber toolbar, I try going into the settings, but every time I click the gear icon, my cursor jumps to a different point on the screen. Ringing from the laptop, a notification sound plays out. That's when I see the red circle around the camera icon. Without even clicking, the app opens by itself. Morbid curiosity and fear tie me down before the black and white video of a darkened room. It's just as it was before, with a blackened window, powerless laptop, and empty bed. My eyes drift towards the corner of the screen where a scrawny shadow stands. Though I can't see its face, it's turned towards the camera. Moving impossibly slow, the shadow steps forward. As it does, the video quality shudders. Each frame stretches and pulls behind the figure like spilt ink dripping down a page. Eventually, they come into view. But while they stand there, jumbled pixels mask their face. I watch as their body sways ever so slightly from side to side. Then, they tilt their head up and stare at me. Can you see me? What? What the fuck? I can see you. I throw the laptop closed. God damn it, the webcam! How long was it on? Please, don't turn off the light. Shut up, shut up. There's some electrical tape here somewhere. Please, don't turn off the light. Got it. Without fully opening the screen, I apply the black tape over the camera. Behind me, I hear the printer starting up, and as I glance over, I see pages pouring out of the tray. Each one is blank, but for a single line printed in the center. Please don't. How the hell did it connect to the printer? Please don't. The computer echoes its warning with a gritty electronic voice. Pulling the laptop open, I hold down the power button. This time, I keep holding it even as the screen becomes flooded with error messages. Please don't. There's a pop that comes from the computer as the screen finally turns to black. There was silence, but short-lived. The computer light came on, indicating the PC was only restarting itself. Quickly, I begin spamming every BIOS key I know. Eventually, I hear the beep, and instead of the amber lock screen, I'm shown a black and blue BIOS menu. I'm racing with the keys, trying to find the partition settings. What are you doing? 
the hell? This thing's persistent. Why are you doing this? I find the OS partition and try clicking on it, but some of the keystrokes are thrown off by the computer. There's no light out here. I'm alone. Come on. With one hand, I hold the power button, and with the other, I manage the keyboard. It was just the distraction I needed to finally select the main memory and click I don't want to die. Delete. I pulled my hand from the power button just in time. There was silence. Gone was the robotic voice, and soon everything else. All that was left was the whirring fans, as the deletion progress climbed from 5% to 10 to 13 to... Oh, shit! The laptop bursts into sparks, and suddenly the whole room is showered in water. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! As the sprinkler system drenches the room, I try smothering the flames with an empty computer bag. Sparks continue to fly, at which point I give up and grab whatever I can hold before covering the other computers around the office. The laptop continues to burn as I run outside. Yes, officer. Molly Pattinson. Yes. Yes, well, like I told the other officer, it was the computer. I think it belonged to a guy named Jeremy Beach. It wasn't like anything I'd seen before. He was controlling it and must have rigged the thing to blow up if... What? They were... What do you mean, murdered? A robbery? When? No, that's... That couldn't have been. This just happened. Unless he recorded it, but... It was like he was talking to me. He was on camera. No... No, their face was obscured. I couldn't see who it was. And there's no chance you can recover the computer? Right. Right. The fire. No, I told the other officer everything I knew. Well, there is one thing, actually. I saw the hacker's laptop. It was off, but I got a good view of the model. Funny. It looked exactly like the one on my desk. This series was produced by Ashley Flowers and David Flowers. This episode was written by David Flowers and read by Kirsten Lee. The story was modified slightly for audio retelling, but you can find the original in full on our website. Full Body Chills is an audio Chuck production. So what do you think, Chuck? Do you approve? Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each unique child. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Full Body Chills listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fullbodychills. Visit IXL.com slash fullbodychills to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Everyone's brains work a little differently. And for me, learning a new language can be really hard, especially the older I get. That's why I'm excited to try Rosetta Stone. This isn't just flashcards. Their program immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. You can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Full Body Chills listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com chills. That's rosettastone.com chills.